0: Welcome, 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 guys. We are here with Alex Sanfilippo, and uh, we're going to talk today about being a guest, how to be a guest, how to find better guests, and and how guesting can be a marketing strategy for your podcast, and how, how also uh, getting the right guests uh, will help you grow your show as well. So thanks so much, Alex, for, for spending some time with us today, my man. For sure, Hector.
1: I really, really appreciate it, man. I love talking to other podcasters, so this is kind of like a, just a, a total win for
0: me. I'm excited to be here, man. So, Alex is a, a reason I want to congratulate you on, on on leaving your job. If I'm not mistaken, I think yeah. that you are, are recently um, left your your, your full time corporate job and are jumping into. Um, you know, full-time entrepreneurship. And Alex has been, uh, has built a, a tool called Podmatch that I've become a, a big fan of recently. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. So just kudos and congrats on that, on that Thank big you. achievement.
1: Man. Thanks, man. It's a big move, but I'm really excited again to, to be here and talking to other podcasters because that was kind of my vehicle for for
0: moving into full-time entrepreneurship was through a podcast. So excited to be here. Yeah. T- tell me about how Podmatch came to be and t- talk about kind of the story of how that, that evolved, because I think... Um, A lot of people, they get into podcasting because they see it as a way into entrepreneurship or a side hustle or, you know, creating some sort of passive income. And uh, it's so cool that you've you kind of, you know, I'm sure it was a long journey, but now you're here and kind of ready to take the next leap. So uh, catch us up on how you got here.
1: Yeah. So I, a few years ago, actually, I decided to start a podcast and this would have been in my, my third project. I had, I've had i had one going for many years. It's kind of just been like a passion thing for me. But about five years ago, I was like, I'm going to start like an entrepreneurship style podcast. And I did what a lot of people do. I made about 12 episodes in and I was like, I can't do this. I can't keep up. And At that point in my life, the job that I had, there was no way I could do both. So I stopped. But a couple of years ago, I decided that, no, I'm really going to give this a shot. And I was much more mature uh, understood the expectation and what would have to happen. And so a few years ago, I launched creating a brand, which has been, it's just been so much fun to do that podcast. It's interview style, more masterclass with a lot of authors and subject matter experts, where I just really dive into topics that matter for entrepreneurs and wanting to go from a side hustle to a full-time business uh, with their, with their project or service, whatever it might be. So I've been doing that for a couple of years. And I started speaking at a lot of the podcasting conferences and when I did that, I just realized that, and, and Hector, you know this too people in podcasting are some of the most kind, giving people. Like, it, it, there's a lot of just great people in podcasting. So, for me personally, like, I fell in love with that. I come from the aerospace industry, which is like super cutthroat. Like, don't tell anyone what you're doing, even who you work with, because they'll get promoted before you. And if another competi- you know, competitor finds out, blah, 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 blah right? kind of goes all over the place. So I kind of came from this like really high pressure, high stress. And like, I got into podcasting it was like, Ooh, I would love to send out your podcast to, to my, my lists. I'm like, what, you know, like, are you serious? So I just quickly realized like how giving people were and just kind, and that's more who I am anyway. So I was like, you know what? I really want to dive all in with this. And so I've seen a lot of success with my podcast for the last couple of years and I wanted a way to give back. So I started speaking at these conferences and traveling around. And I just decided there needed to be more that I could do. So I, I stepped into one of these conferences with the agenda of, I'm going to ask as many people here as po- I possibly can, one-on-one, what they're struggling with in podcasting. And so I kept on asking people, and, and for like a side note here, I think the best way to start a business is to solve somebody's problem instead of come up with an idea. So I didn't trust an idea. I said, what can I do to serve somebody else? And uh, that's a little bonus for you there. But um, anyway, so like when I started doing that, I realized really quick in this room, there's about 2000 people at this conference. On one side, I had the podcast host said, I'm having a hard time finding the right guests to be on my show. I can find the wrong guests, but not the right ones. And the other side of the room, there was authors showing up this conference because they knew there was gonna be thousands of podcasters there. And they're saying, I've got this new book, I really want to promote it. So when I started doing that conference, just connecting those people, I'd be like, ooh, I just talked to a podcaster who would love to have you on a show. Let me go introduce you. And What I'm explaining here sounds a lot like the booking agents that are out there, which I absolutely love. But that's the top of the top. That's the white, the white glove or the red carpet, right? Most people can't afford it. It doesn't really make sense if you're just getting started. And and but kudos to them for what they do. If you can afford it, it is incredible. But there need to be some sort of solution that you could still match people together without being so hands-on. So that's where the idea for PodMatch came from. It was just, hey, can we actually put this guest and this hosts together automatically through some sort of algorithm or AI or whatever it might be a matching core ultimately, and that's exactly what we did to bring the cost down for people and even to have a free version of it to really serve people. And that's kind of
0: like my journey of getting to where I am today. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic that you talk about you know finding a solving a problem as opposed to creating a, you know just coming up with an idea. Yeah, and I think that so many so many people in the podcasting world they are. I think they are giving because, uh, you don't get into podcasting at least at the beginning to make money. I mean, right. there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's so much time and, and money that are involved in, in starting one, but, but eventually I think that there comes a time in, in any podcasters kind of career where, like you said, they either, they either can it and realize that it's just not sustainable or they find a way to, to you know, frankly, for me, just turn it into a business, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to treat it at least like a business. And you mentioned that there were these people who, these podcast hosts who were looking for guests, you know, and then people who were on the other side looking to be a guest. Um, what, what do you think is the value of that? And why are, why are so many people starting to, to wake up to the, to the potential and power of, of going on and, and guesting on other shows? Yeah. I think
1: that because we live in this world where first off podcasts this year have just absolutely blown up. Like I know podcasts have been around for 15 years or something like that. They've been around for a while now, but I mean, I feel like we're still at the beginning trend of podcasts becoming popular. Like I can't go anywhere now without people talking about podcasts, which is really cool. And I think people are realizing that the competitiveness of pay-per-click and search engines and paying for advertising on social media you are fighting for somebody's one second attention. Like even if they just scroll past, you are fighting for them just to stop for a split second. But when you're a guest on a podcast and you're talking about the same product or service, you have somebody's undivided attention. Yes, it might not get in front of 10,000 people that are going to scroll past it, but there might be 50 or 100 people listening that are actually interested in you. And so I think people coming around to, to understand that, you know what, this is a new form of marketing where I actually have somebody's undivided attention that want to hear me speak. It might be a lower number to start with, but... They're more likely to convert because they know a lot about me by the end of it or what I'm doing. And I think from the guessing perspective, people are really realizing, wow, this is the most effective way for me to get my message, my product, my service out like I never have been able to before. Yeah.
0: I mean, you really, if you think about the the intimacy of a podcast, right, mm-hmm. uh, on the on the other side of it, right, the, the, the form of, the, uh, the previous form of that was a, like a radio podcast you know, interview a radio spot. And I'm not old enough to have ever done one, but I've, I've, I've listened to people who are in that world and done those. and, And they talk about just how quick it is and how surface level it is and how, um, you know, inauthentic it is. Whereas on a podcast, you know, I got, I got into my, my first foray into podcast was listening to the Joe Rogan experience, you know, and Uh while I was building, building my brick and mortar business, you know, out in the sun for hours in a day. And it kept me sane because it was, you know, three hours, four hours long. But I, I, what I found is that after I listened to these people for hours, I'd go and I, a lot of them I end up following and a lot of them I end up staying connected with because that podcast allowed me to develop that, you know, such a great, you know, relationship, if you will, with them. So what are, what are some of the you know, what, let's talk about some of the the don'ts, right? What, you know, let's talk about some of the mistakes or the misconceptions that people have about, um, getting guests or being a guest or that whole process. What are, what are some, some things that people miss?
1: Yeah, I'll go with the, from like thinking from a host perspective. And, and first off, as a host, I'm a guest on a lot of podcasts because it does a few things. Number one, it helps me really just improve my ability to speak well and clearly. So I'm getting like practice, but I'm also getting to add value and promote my own show. Like, so I tell people, Hey, go listen to my show as well. And I think that that's an awesome thing to do. So I do encourage people to use guesting, even as a podcast host to get out there and do that. It's been awesome. I've been on about a hundred this year alone, and I'll be doing that again next year. And I think it's been really powerful. Now from the, the host side, if you're saying, okay, how do I get like, great guests. And, and how do I kind of come up with a plan for this? That's the first thing you need is a plan, a strategy. We can all find somebody to talk on our shows. And here's the thing, if you have a show about nothing or about everything, it's about nothing and it's for nobody, right? Like, and I'm not trying to be mean by saying that, but you have to have some sort of focus. And what I recommend people doing is think one year in a he- ahead and say, okay, what kind of guests do I want to have on my show? So I can have a certain type of listener or keep that listener engaged. You don't want something that's just kind of running aimlessly or just firing out there to see who will be a guest. You want to find people that are really focused on the area that you really want your podcast to be about. Because if in a year from now, 100 people are listening, let's just say, you don't want those to be 100 random people. You want to say, no, these 100 people, they are all network marketers or they are all authors or they're all somebody with a product-based brick-and-mortar Uh, Company, right? Like, you want something that you can say, This is really my focus. And your guest is kind of going to determine that if you're doing an interview style podcast. So, for me, going back to the entrepreneurship space, I make sure I talk to people that are in the entrepreneurship space. So, I'm really picky about my guest because I want to make sure when I wake up in a year from now, I'm not like, Oh man, I don't know where this is going. No, I can say, No, I I know my focus. And I've gotten more and more honed in on who my ideal guest is.
0: Yeah. I think it's so important. You know, people uh, ask, like, It's funny because they asked me, like, what do you do to market a podcast? And and, and I, I don't like that question yet because I haven't found a way to it's just I haven't condensed it enough for someone to understand in once in one second, because there's frankly, there's there's a lot of moving pieces, but the very first one is understanding your guest and understanding mm-hmm. who or excuse me, understanding your audience so that you can pick the right guests um, for for them, right? Like you said, if you if your show is about everything, it's really about nothing. What I think is is really interesting is the the level of access that is is possible, right? And you you talked about your like one of your first podcast or we talked about it before we started recording about your first podcasting journey. And I've recently had um, the opportunity to interview people that I would never have, you know, I would have never thought possible right i mean the people. Right. You know, I got a chance to interview robert kiyosaki uh wow. jeff hoffman he's the founder of priceline uh, a couple weeks ago Trent shelton you know and uh, these people who have millions and millions of followers and and all it did was you know and, I, and all it did was a simple you know outreach or you know just kind of asking and i think that's what really is uh, beautiful about the platform that you've made but i'd love for you to share kind of your story of of um you know Going big or, or aiming high, or you know, the the power of kind of reaching up when it comes to the podcasting, uh podcast guests, or or being a guest on podcasts. And then uh I know you had some lessons that came from that as well. Yeah, I'll share it from the guest side first. The
1: first time someone asked me to be a guest on a podcast is because they were on mine and they're like, Hey, you're really well spoken. I'd love for you to come on my show. I don't usually have random guests, but I would like for you to come on. I'm like, sure. It was my first exposure to that. And I was like, all right, like I'll just talk about me and that'd be great. And they loved the episode and they said they got some really good reviews from it. But when they asked me at the end of the episode, Hey, Alex, where can your guests find out more about you? I literally said something along the lines of, uh, you can find me like on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or something like that. And like, I kept it really short and that's okay. But there was no intentionality. I didn't even mention my podcast. I should have been like, go to creatingabrand.com, subscribe to my podcast, go check it out. See if there's an episode that you like, or listen to this same person who just interviewed me on my podcast. Like, that would have been really smart. But instead, what I got was just dozens of people reaching out to me on these different platforms like, oh, that was so cool. Oh, I didn't realize you had a podcast, too. And I was like, oh, no, what did I just miss here? So I think that if you're going to be a guest, make sure that you show up intentionally, not to sell anything, not to go pushing it. But if it comes up, and usually a host is going to ask you, then, then share where, where they can find you and make it a certain place so it's very focused instead of just go find me on the Internet. I'm there, right? Uh, the only person I had who did that successfully was... Um, uh, was Seth Godin. He said, just Google the, my name, Seth. And I tried it. And sure enough, he's the first three results. Google. He, the rest of us can't do that. So, um, yeah. but anyway, so that's a really, that's like my lesson from the, the guesting side of things that I would share Hector.
0: Yeah. Seth. We're not at Seth's level yet. No, um, <laughs> not quite. No, nor do we have as, uh, uh, unique of a name. Right. Um, let's, let, let's talk about that intentionality, right? Because I, I think what's something that you, you touched on before was that you may not be, you know, it may not be like a, an Instagram ad that scrolls through 10,000 people, you know, past 10,000 people. Um, and it might only be 50 or a hundred people to start. Um, I've had some, some people come to me and say, well, I don't, I don't want to take that time, you know, to do if only 50 people are going to listen and only a hundred people are going to listen, or I don't. It doesn't seem like like worth my time. What would you say to those people who, are, who, who may not see the value in, in doing a, a smaller show like that?
1: Yeah, the first thing I'm going to mention, this has always been my philosophy, that, that I'm going to do for one person what I wish I could do for all. And a lot of people ask me, like, oh, what are your downloads? And I really don't get into that. I, I probably don't look as much as I even should. But the truth is, I know that I'm reaching the, the few hundred people right now, at, at least, or whatever it is, that are the ones that I sought out to help. And I'm, reach, I'm reaching, I'm those people because they, they're telling me I'm hearing from them and I appreciate that. And that to me is awesome. The rest doesn't really matter as much. And maybe I'm, again, maybe I'm too extreme on this side, but I try to operate from a place of humility. Now, with that said, if someone's like, I've only got 50 people listening, I want you to, to imagine this. Anyone who's listening today, think about yourself in a room with 50 people that are listening to you and they will be there for one hour to hear every word you say. And they're going to come back next week to hear you again. Think of podcasting that way instead of just being like, oh, there's only 50 people. I mean, online, we get used to like these big numbers. And I, I just don't think that that's a healthy thing to get into. When you think about actual people, humans sitting down in front of you that want to hear you every single week, that makes 50 sound like a much bigger number. Here's the deal. If there was 50 people waiting for me in a room every single week, I would go to that room every single week and bring my A game. And I have to believe that everyone listening to this would say the same thing. There's no way you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to show up because... They're just sitting there waiting. No, you're going to keep on going. Yes, it might not be a million people in a room or anything like that, but 50 people, that is a lot of people that are allowing you to have influence in their lives. And I think that that needs to be
0: taken very seriously. Yeah, it's, um, it really is a, a unique kind of experience that, uh, that people haven't haven't really had that. It's really new. And I think I really love podcasts because there isn't a lot of, there's not a lot of barrier to entry, right? I mean, if someone Mm -hmm. really wants to start one, especially, you know, something like Anchor today, I mean, they could go in and start one for free, right? I mean, literally do everything, you know, completely for free. Um, And with the way that podcasts work, I also love the fact that that podcasts are there for, I don't want to say forever, but episode one of most shows are still there. I mean, very rarely does a show get to the point where they have to archive all their episodes and, you know, switch to something else. I mean, and so even if you are, you know, guest 10, 11, 12, a lot of these shows are going to, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them will continue. And when someone finds it, I know I like to go back to the very first show. Oh, yeah, me too. Listen, you know, listen from the beginning. Um, And so those those shows may not uh, always look glamorous necessarily but they end up you know creating a lot can create a lot of long tail effect um i think also another interesting thing that you talked about was like the the human side of it right i talked to so many people and they come to me you know i was just having a conversation on linkedin right now and she says you know how do you how can you increase my downloads and my listens and it's like well we, we could do that but is it really gonna do like what does that do like it, mm-hmm. if if it's just some number on a screen, how is that actually impacting your life any better or, or how have you actually made an impact in in other people's lives? And and what we find is that like, you don't just want more downloads. Like you want more conversations, more connections, more relationships. Yeah. Like you want, you want to like, like you grow, you see your community grow. And so you've, you've kind of mentioned that by people reaching out to you and finding you um, how does, what is the connection between guesting or having guests um, and kind of creating and cultivating a community outside of your show?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of different people that are trying this now with different apps and things like that, which I I know you've seen, most people have probably seen at one point or other. it's like build your community around your podcast. And I've, I've been on some of the beta testing for these and I've realized that they don't necessarily work that way. I don't think people are looking for another platform to to chat with you on or anything like that i think people are actually looking to to connect with you so when i started doing and again i do have a lot of um a lot of listeners so I, I can't get on like a one-on-one call with everybody but i do have a calendar that i allow people to schedule i have like three hours blocked off every week and they're at different days different times so it can kind of uh, cater to a lot of people but they're 15 minute calls and i keep them at 15 minutes and i let any of my listeners reserve that time And so for a couple months out, I'm usually kind of booked with those times, but it gives that person 15 minutes to be like, Hey, I listened to this episode that you did with Hector. I I just had some questions on one of the things I want to see if I could talk to you about it. Or they're just like, Hey, I'm working on this product. Can I show it to you real quick? Can can you see what it looks like? And doing that has been something that's really helpful, uh, for me. And it's, it's really worked better than trying to do a community or anything like that. And I'm not saying that you can't, I I just think that what I'm doing, I'm around busy entrepreneurs. I have to think about their time. They don't, they listen to my podcast because they don't have time to watch something or to go to, a, to, to go to a class for it. So having a community where I'm expecting them to be engaged and things like that doesn't always make sense. So for me, it's like, hey, if you need 15 minutes, reach out. I'd love to have a conversation with you. And that's what's really worked the best for me out of anything else I've done. And then occasionally I'll do some like massive Zoom calls where a bunch of us can get on and just kind of collaborate around ideas. But those are some things that have worked for me around kind of building a network or a tribe, if you will, around my
0: podcast yeah how cool that um you know i think that podcasts are are really the the gateway into into the world um i heard someone said i was explaining the the idea of you know monetizing your spot your podcast and he said oh so it's like he said instead of the 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 podcast being the product the podcast is the marketing it's like Exactly. That's exactly it is, is you, you utilize that 15, 30 minutes, 45, however long that you have to build that relationship, cultivate a a relationship, a connection enough for them to take whatever that next step is. Sometimes it's buying a, you know, a hat or a shirt or having a 15 minute phone call or, you know, whatever that next step is, those, that conversation, you know, allows that connection to be built so that they can trust you. And so that all, you know, all the rest of it, you know, continues to happen. So, right. Let's get into a little bit about specifically about Podmatch because I, um, I'm, I, it, I'm not surprised that so many people said that that was the biggest problem, right? Because when I found it, I was like, this is great, you know, and it's like a, you know, a Tinder for podcast hosts or you use, <laughs> yeah. a variety of different things, but it's, it's, it really does make it easy for someone to, you know, whether they're a host or a guest, they can just you know, go in there, set up a profile. Um, I really like that it, it, it makes it easy to, um, highlight the things that you want to highlight. I mean, when, when we were pitching, you know, these, these big time guests, we would prepare all that information that you had on, on your profile and we would kind of send it out to them. But you make it really easy and you ask all the right questions so that someone can go in, they can see, you know, what this person's about or see what the show's about. So talk a little bit about um, the evolution of, of Podmatch, some of the cool things that you're excited about and, um, you know, what's, what, what's next for it?
1: Yeah. So first off, thank you for, for mentioning all that. We, we spent a lot of time what we call either the one sheet or the podcast profile. And on both those things, we just really did a lot of research. And I'm saying we, it was me and a business partner uh, and my wife, she helped out as well. So there's three of us involved in this. We just did a lot of research on, okay, what are like really great podcasters? saying to pitch to great guests like what are the, the questions that they're answering before the guest even asks and vice versa if i'm a guest and i'm trying to get on big podcast or or just trying to get out there as much as i can what is my like one sheet as it's called have on it so we just really found the best of the best questions and we made sure that when people are making their profile they answer those now i will say one thing that that's done for for pod is actually turned a lot of people away and they say there's no way i'm going to spend 10 minutes filling this out and that's fine it's actually made the barrier of entry a little bit costly right you've got to spend some time doing that but at the same time we've gotten much higher caliber guests and hosts because the ones that are willing to do it have something good to say right and some of them actually already have that information ready anyway so they just fill it out but that was one of the the, kind of the foundational pieces we wanted there i wanted for like hector if i'm going to connect with you i want to be able to go to your page and be like okay here's who he says his audience is here's this information about it he uses video i'm okay with video or am i not okay with video? all these different things to be able to see, to be like, yeah, I definitely want to talk to this person. The idea was to get rid of the questions about it and more so just let people interact instead of having to go through all the administrative stuff, right? Like you and I can just be like, Hey, you think it's a good fit? You can take a look at my profile be like, Oh yeah, this sounds great. Let's, let's go ahead and make it happen. So that was one of the, the big things we wanted to kind of uncover along the way in this thing is how can we make that whole process easier? So that was something that, that I'm really proud of that we did. Aside from that, the matching core is something that, Really, right now, only dating apps are using. So we, uh, we were able to really connect people really well doing that. Uh, so that's something else I'm excited about. And the next big thing that's been coming out is going to be the, the calendar integration. So we're going to be basically building Calendly, something similar to that, but for specifically for the podcasting space where you'll be able to fill in your time automatically connect like a any any app that you're using to actually record the video or the audio build all those links right in and make it a really automated very fast process again let's cut that back on the administration because that seems to be what hurts guests and hosts as well right is like how much administrative work goes into setting up a podcast so that's something else I'm excited about just to make the entire process easier and simple for people yeah I mean people have
0: full job I mean we're we're connected with people though. That that's that is their full job to to arrange and facilitate um those communications because there there can be a lot of back and forth of figuring out whether or not someone is the right, you know, right fit and then also scheduling it. And what I love is that yeah. you guys can do that kind of right there in the uh, in the app. Um one thing that I, I I do uh wanna just touch or make sure that I mention is that there is opportunity for both, right? And so I think that being a guest, right, there are a lot of people who are write a book, uh, you know, launching something and they go on, on the podcast, <clears throat> podcasting tour. But you also mentioned that if you're a host, you can also create one. But then talk about the being a host or a guest or the fact that, you, you know, you can create both on that profile on your uh, on your platform. Yeah. So we
1: just call it our hybrid model. So you have guests, you have hosts, and then you have the hybrids. And personally, I think that every pod, like I said earlier, like every podcast host should also be a guest. I mean, in my experience, the guests I've had on my show, if they are also a podcast host, they are my best guests because they get it right. Uh, Hector, you know, I have, we've been in this space long enough. You've talked to a guest who has no clue what it's like on your side of the mic. So they have like bad etiquette and stuff. That's like, you didn't put your phone on vibrate. Like, wait, you're answering emails while we're talking here. You know, like that stuff happens when you have someone who's never done the hosting side of it. So, for me, I think that everyone that has a podcast should also be a podcast guest because, again, it just kind of gets out there and you you understand kind of the way it goes, right? Um, but yeah, we we built both sides of the profile because it is it's really important for us to kind of be all encompassing. We want to make sure that we've got everything there. Um, but and both have their powerful benefits for sure. I mean, being a host and 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 interviewing people. What I like about interview podcasts is that when you have a guest on, usually they'll share it as well. So you're getting it to like far larger audiences. You also have access to other people's audiences. And when you're a guest on people's, other people's shows, you get to talk about yours. I just think it's a great way to continue to get the word out there about everything that's going on in the, the world of podcasting.
0: Yeah, it uh, it is undoubtedly the number one way to market your podcast is by by going on on other shows. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's so easy to to you know bring people over from another show, whereas bringing people over from Instagram or bringing people over from YouTube or bring you know they it's a little bit of a different game. And so um, and what know, we're what doing here is like
1: always reminds me of Inception a little bit. Like uh, I'm on a podcast talking about
0: podcasting. Like, wow, man, two, two <laughs> levels deep there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super meta. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I thought about calling it the marketing, your podcast podcast, because of that similar thing, you know, we're on here talking yeah, about, right? Uh, but, but that's too confusing. <laughs> we're calling it the marketing, your podcast. Show. I like it, man. I think it's great. <laughs> Alex, this has been fantastic. Um, where you've got a lot going on, but uh, we connected on LinkedIn. Where else um, should people go or or follow to, to stay connected with you and, and everything else you have going on? Yeah, right
1: now I just am directing people to creatingabrand.com. It has everything. I'll have my links to podmatch.com. You can sign up an account there if you would like to do that as well. But everything that I'm doing will be on creatingabrand.com, my podcast, my links. I'm getting into closer to daily blogging. I'm not quite there, but I'm getting closer to doing daily blogging starting uh, in the new year. So, you'll be able to see some stuff from me there. But that's that's really it. But I also do recommend Hector that the people listening today stick stick with this the pod uh, marketing your podcast. This is going to be really great. I know that this is kind of getting uh, getting up and running things like that. But I know you're going to do some some huge value adding here. So I'm excited to be keeping up with it. But this is the right place to be, and I, I definitely want to make sure
0: that people hang around here, man. Thanks for listening to the MYP Show. We know that there are plenty of podcasts that you could be listening to and plenty of things you could be doing. So we appreciate you spending some time with us today. If you want more help marketing your podcast, go to www.amplifymedia.com. That's A M P L A F Y media.com and you can check out all of our free resources and download our podcast marketing cheat sheet we hope you are healthy and thriving and can't wait to see you on the next episode of the myp show